0: You're listening to Brain Buster Radio.
1: Hey everybody, Big pause on a pup JPQ from no particular angle, and you're listening to Queen's Court with the Queen of NE on Brain Buster Radio.
2: Well, my darlings, we are finally here. The day has arrived, and it's time for the very first episode of Queen's Court. And I can't even tell you how excited I am to be speaking into my microphone and into your ears. I am in shock. I'm having a hard time believing that this is actually happening. I can't believe I have my own show. I can't believe that my friend Wilf from Wilford Watches has asked me to join Brainbuster Radio. This is wild, you guys. If you had told me a few months ago that this was going to be where I'm at right now, that I'd be doing my very own podcast, joining this really awesome fun, innovative, creative, collective group of people on Brain Buster Radio. I would have said that you were a total liar. I never would have believed you for a second. But here we are and it's time. It's time to hold court with Queen. And I can't wait to share with you what that means. So for those of you who may not know, Throughout history, monarchs, kings and queens have had something called a court. And what that is, essentially is the king's council, the king's household. And that extends to quite a few people, right, the nobility, courtiers, foreign princes, and their ambassadors to nations, of course, all of the people who want favor with the monarch, the king or the queen or both. But really, it's this interesting place where the people of the land, the nobility as well, come to the king, come to his advisors, come to his council, or in this case, the queen, and they offer up their questions, their concerns, their complaints, their issues to the king for the king to address. And what's interesting about that is that it's not just, you know, to Talk about the bad things, but also to bring up what's happening in the kingdom itself. So, for our purposes, this is the queendom. Welcome. You are all now Queen's Courtiers. I hope you like that name. I am very happy to give it to you. And we're going to interact in a very special way. You know, I put out on Twitter uh, a couple days ago that I wanted some questions. Uh, sent in from you guys. And that's essentially what holding court with Queen is going to be. I'm going to bring you a topic in wrestling. It could be a topic in general on something specific on any of the major promotions, uh, an issue within wrestling, uh, celebration in wrestling, whatever the case may be. And I'm going to talk about that with, you know, you guys listening. And then I'm going to take your questions in the form of, you know, hashtag Queen's Court on Twitter or Instagram or, a very fun thing, sending your voicemails to me via email at NE at gmail.com. Happily, I have received several questions, more than I thought actually, and a few via uh, MP3s, so I'm really excited for that, and those will be on later in the show. You're also gonna be getting a few other things from me, but I'm gonna leave that as a surprise, okay? I'm not gonna, you know, show all my cards right away. I wanna do something, you know, special for you. And that's what's going to happen later on in the episode. So I thought long and hard about what it was that I wanted to give, you know, from my point of view, my perspective as Queen, Queen of Brainbuster Radio on Queen's Court and what better way to kick off this collective than to have you the listeners directly involved and as I always say I can tell you but it's better if I show you so without further ado ladies and gentlemen it's time let's hold court with Queen Hey, wrestling fans. Are you passionate about all things WWE? If you're craving a funny, banner-filled podcast that breaks it all down, from Raw to SmackDown Live, every single pay-per-view, and even some NXT,
3: you belong with us at DYWTSB. Join host Mort with Pops, James E., and Queen as they discuss it all. You will not be disappointed. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play, and at DYWTSB on Twitter. We will see you there.
2: So, on this very exciting first segment of Holding Court with Queen, I wanted to bring you something special as a way not only to celebrate Brainbuster Radio's launch, but to celebrate Mania Week, the Super Bowl... Of pay per views, the Super Bowl of the wrestling industry. I had to do something good. So, what I've decided to create today is part fantasy booking, part analysis, and part WrestleMania history lesson. And we are going to create the best WrestleMania card of all time. I know, so exciting, right? There really wasn't. Any other way that I wanted to kick off Queen's Court than with this really cool concept. We're preparing for Mania Week. This is this is it, folks. We're finally here. It feels, you know, like a whole year has gone by. Because <laughs> it has. But what I've asked for is for my brain-busted brothers, my friends, to all give me their best Mania match. Any Mania they want. Didn't matter to me one match that they felt deserved to be on the greatest WrestleMania card of all time. And luckily, because these boys are so wonderful and so accommodating and helpful, to their queen, their friend, who's brand new to the podcasting solo world, They have all sent in those matches, and you guys, when I tell you that they've picked the best, they picked the best, and I shouldn't be surprised, but they did. There were a few curveballs, okay? Something a little interesting happened when I asked for these matches, and I got these uh, little MP3s to play for you, so without further ado, the best WrestleMania card of all time as booked by bbr brain buster radio and up first we have my friend foul original
4: hello there everyone and i want to first of all give a big thanks to queen of ne for allowing me to be on her debut episode of the queen's court podcast it sounds amazing and I've been asked to give my pick for the top WrestleMania match that could fit into like an ultimate BBR WrestleMania show. And my pick from the WrestleMania history books would be WrestleMania 17's triple threat hardcore match because I'm a big fan of hardcore wrestling when it was in the WWF. And that match had the big show facing off against Kane facing off against the WWF hardcore champ at the time, Raven. What about Raven? Now, this was a match between those three men and it went everywhere it went backstage it went into like the entrance walkway and everything um there's certain points in the match that i really really like uh big show tries to lock himself in an office and kane kind of breaks his way in raven gets thrown through um, a wall and then through a glass window um big show and kane are just fighting raven then decides to get a golf cart and tries to run them down they get on the rock golf cart with the referee and they just going everywhere it's falls count anywhere kind of match at one point during that match they almost take out the power to the whole of the arena and raven talks about it in shoot promos um, afterwards um, interviews it's really really crazy to think that that match could have taken down wrestlemania it was the third match of the night um it's it ends with the big show getting pinned by kane after he throws a beautiful elbow drop off the stage onto the big show and he pins him one two three you got yourselves a new hardcore champion um that's my pick i think that you need to have a hardcore match in there and you need to have just something like entertainment really high spots and really just over the top hilariousness with weapons um so that's my pick uh you can find me on brain Bastar radio every thursday starting during mania week with the weekly wrestling recap where we talk about wwe analysis we also talk about loads of different bits of wrestling just a general catch all and i i love to get interactive with the audience so on a wednesday that goes live 8 p.m g m t on youtube.com slash foul original wrestling get involved i'll be doing stuff on twitter as well at foul underscore original and of course make sure that you subscribe to brain Buster, star and you can get yourself more content like this from people like us this has been a foul original thanks for listening and back to the queen of ne
2: Wow, pal. Okay, starting off strong here with this triple threat hardcore match, one of my personal favorites as well. You know the Queen loves some shenanigans, and this match, my friends, was full of shenanigans, and it was unbelievably Fun. And Fowl brings up the point that this match, Raven specifically, I guess, could have taken out the power to the entirety of WrestleMania. That's how crazy this match was. And if you haven't seen it, please go on the WWE Network and watch this match. Actually, watch the entirety of WrestleMania 17. That's probably my favorite WrestleMania. Ooh, ooh, I gotta think about that. But yeah, probably 17. So, yes, excellent choice, my friend. I love your thoughts on it, your take on it, and uh, I find myself agreeing with you. Up next, match number two, my friend, my Wednesday squad brother, the Queen and Pup Connection. Big Paws and a Pup,
1: JPQ. Hey everybody, Big pause on the Pup, JPQ from no particular angle. Here to answer the question, if I could change one match in WrestleMania history, what would it be and why? And we all know that I'm a fan of women's wrestling. You know, from from the first iteration of the Women's Championship, when it was Fabulous Mula, uh Wendy Richter, Alendra Bla- Blaze, to the second iteration, uh, Jacqueline, Ivory, Lita, Trish Stratus, Molly Holly. There's a lot of names, a lot of wrestlers that come to mind when you think about women's championship. Uh, a lot of women have held that belt. yet yeah, back in 2007, WrestleMania 23, we got ourselves Melina versus Ashley Massaro, Massaro in a Lumber Joe match. Now, if you don't remember this match, I don't blame you. It was a terrible match. I give all the credit to Melina for going out there and, and, and flipping and tossing herself around the ring to make Ashley look good. The build to this match uh, started in March. It was about a five-week build. Uh, Playboy model wrestlers versus Melina. And Melina kind of worked through the Tori Wilsons, Candice Michelle's of the world. Uh, and then Ashley Massara, who was the latest to be a Playboy model. He's the one that got the nod for WrestleMania. And it was just a god-awful match. It was just a terrible match. Beth Phoenix was on the sidelines, so she wasn't available. And I ultimately believe that's where they would have gone, hopefully. But then you had Mickey James as well as Victoria sitting there too. Mickey James, who's still wrestling now. Victoria, who's still in the independent scene. Granted, this is her last year. Either one of those against Melina. For the women's championship at Wrestlemania 23. They had a triple threat about five weeks later, six weeks later in Paris. uh, Where Melina dropped the title and regained the title the same night. That's the match that should have been at Wrestlemania. Instead, what we got was just uh, a terrible exhibition in what women's wrestling should have been. It was the beginning of the Divas era and we didn't even know it back then. We're about three years out from the Divas Championship, and because of that, this ranks as probably the worst women's match to ever be on a WrestleMania card, including the Eva Marie Battle Royals, the uh, Nikki Bella spots. You know, take the recent recency bias out of it, uh, and you just look dollars to donuts at, at at every women's championship or or women's singles or. Uh, multi-tag battle royale, pick your poison. Nothing ranks as low as Melina versus Ashley Massaro, uh, WrestleMania 23. To change it, I would go Victoria versus Melina, power versus uh, uh, craftiness, singles match, nice little build prior to, make Victoria rebuild her as being the power that she is, uh uh melina showing that she's a crafty heel um you could have made victoria the face at the time i believe she was i could be wrong but i think she was i mean that was 11 years ago 12 years ago so it's a tough one for me uh but i I put those two in together singles match beginning of the card we may still be talking about it today
2: you know what jpq you are not wrong here This is why I was so excited for JPQ's particular analysis, look at this, rebooking, if you will, because I knew he'd go with a women's match. But because of the quality, or really lack thereof quality, and that's nothing to do with the women themselves, of the women's matches at Mania, I knew he was going to have to rebook one. And he picked the best one to rebook because it's so, oh, it's so poor. You're right, it ranks the lowest, and I'm so glad that you addressed this for everybody on Queen's Court to hear and think about, because you're right. I think if you had it redone the way you explained, we'd still be talking about it today. And up next, my good friend from the Badlands Podcasts, Mags. Hello, Queen.
5: Hello, Queen's Courtiers. I'm Mags, and I'm here to pick my WrestleMania match for the Queen's Ultimate WrestleMania. For me, WrestleManias are not particularly about the match quality, but more about the moments. And with that being said, I struggled to pick between two different matches. One of them was Flair versus Michaels from WrestleMania 24, and it was for the I'm Sorry I Love You moment where... Shawn sure, Michaels basically retired Ric Flair from his WWE career. But the one I've gone with is actually from WrestleMania 18. Now, before I get lambasted in the comments or hated on Twitter, just realise that I'm compartmentalising the character from the real life person. My pick is Hogan vs. Rock from WrestleMania 18. The reason why I picked that is. This was when WWE was at its peak in promos. We obviously had the Maui promo from the WrestleMania previous, which will probably go down as the best promo in WWF history. But the build up to this match was as good as that match. We had the face off in the ring where Hogan was challenged by The Rock and he spoke about. Headlining WrestleMania after WrestleMania after WrestleMania. Why doesn't he go one on one and headline one more WrestleMania with The Rock? Then we had obviously the 18 wheeler running into the ambulance that The Rock was in. And then we got to the match. We got to where Hogan and The Rock stood eyeball to eyeball. And we got 68 plus thousand people in the Sky Dome in Toronto absolutely on tent hooks there was not a Person in that building without their eyes fixated on this opening of this match We had the stare down We had where the Rock and Hogan looked from side to side and you could feel the electric in the atmosphere Watching it back now just to refresh my memory and wow it still gives me goose pimples now You're talking 17 years since this happened. Amazing. The match, obviously, was not the greatest match. Hogan was clearly past his prime at the time. And The Rock did well to carry Hogan to a decent match. But the atmosphere, the electricity, the way the fans were on... That are on the edge of the seat for all the match. You had sixty-eight thousand people chanting for Hogan. You had sixty-eight thousand people chanting for the Rock. You had the double turn, and then you had the N.W.O. coming and attacking Hogan at the end, and then you had the pause down. Now, yeah, obviously Hogan, despicable human being, but you can't tell me that watching that as a as a youngster, as a fan of wrestling at the time, that that didn't send shivers down your spine, then I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, you can find me, Mags, on the Badlands podcast with Paul Toller every Saturday, exclusive to Brainbuster Radio.
2: Mags, this choice represents what, for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people feel is what mania is all about. It's that nostalgia. It's that big personality versus big personality, the atmosphere, the vibe, the feeling you get from seeing these two wrestling icons, you know, personal life aside for Hogan, but two wrestling icons that we grew up with as children for the most of us, right? Seeing them go toe to toe, the build, the actual match itself, you know it wasn't the greatest wrestling match of all time you mentioned that but that's not what it's about it's about that WrestleMania feeling that's what i want from wrestlemania matches and this is an excellent excellent choice and up next my brothers from wrestling reverb josh and kevin
0: hello everyone and this is josh and kevin from wrestling reverb say hello kevin hi kevin well I said actually I said hello Kevin but let's not get into that um I mean smart ass answer though very uh, bravo for that one um thank, you. <laughs> um thank you thank you so we're very honored to be here on Queen's show because she is uh gave us the gave us the task of of she wants us she wants the best WrestleMania card um, that you can possibly you can possibly book so she's asked everyone here on Brainbuster radio to give their. Opinions of their favorite matches on WrestleMania. So Kevin and I are going to pick one each here, and we're going to we're going to try to assist to make this the best WrestleMania card possible. Um, Kevin, I'll let you go first. What is your favorite WrestleMania match to put on this card to say, "Hey, this is the best one that we can do," and give us a brief rundown of of why? Uh,
1: well, there's a couple that come to mind. A couple featuring one particular superstar uh superstar whose proclivity at wrestlemania has been the store the stuff of legend but for me if i'm picking one match i'm going with wrestlemania 28 undertaker and triple h hell in a cell that match had a little bit of everything storytelling good work in the ring some incredible near falls just it got me, it got me going. It got me in my feels. And I think that's what a, that's what a match does. Most importantly, is it makes you feel something. And that match had me in my emotions. So that's my pick.
0: Ah, so we have two very different choices for me. I go to WrestleMania 22, and I think of Trish Stratus and Mickie James. Is it the greatest Ooh. WrestleMania match of all time? No. Is it one of my favorites? Yes. It is a story-driven match of a very crazy lady in the terms of Mickie James taking on a veteran in Trish Stratus. It was a fantastic match at that point. No women's match had touched how good that match was in the ring in a time where the emphasis really wasn't on wrestling. And they had counters, near falls, a incredible story, controversial story. Um, it was a very, very fun match. Um, Mickey James had her WrestleMania moment 3 or 4 months into her WWE career. It's a the crowd in that match played a huge role. They were very much pro Mickey James in Chicago and very much anti Trish Stratus in a very just a very cool story. Um so that's my pick for uh the ultimate WrestleMania card. Um but Two very different choices, um, Kevin's and mine, just very, very, very different. We want to thank Queen for giving us the chance to assist you in creating the best WrestleMania of all time. And you can catch us on Wrestling Reverb, which is Fridays on Brainbuster Radio.
2: Well, my friend from down under and my friend from the East Coast, USA, I am loving these choices uh the undertaker triple h hell in a cell match kev one of my favorites too in the more recent mania's it did have me in my feelings i love that mostly cuz i love them both for entirely different reasons but their characters ooh love so much and a great match and josh trish versus mickey one of my favorite female wrestlemania matches and sadly as i mentioned earlier with jpq's choice There's not a lot to choose from in the amazing arena, but you're right. Was it the best WrestleMania match of all time? No, but was it entertaining and did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Up next, Brain Buster's fearless leader, my boy, Wilfred, Watches.
1: Now time for the Gimmick
5: Battle Royale. Thanks,
6: Fink. Uh, Yeah, so my choice for WrestleMania would be an odd one, but I feel it's the strongest possibility of me getting on to Queen's Court WrestleMania card. Uh, And I've gone with WrestleMania 17's Gimmick Battle Royale. This was only three minutes long. <laughs> the entrances were were about 12 minutes, but uh, the match only lasted three minutes. But that's not really why I'm choosing this. I'm choosing this because out of all the great moments in WrestleMania and the great wrestling matches and the drama and the story, something that goes under the radar is nostalgia and you know, to WWE's credit, they do try to bring back names like for this for this year, Batista versus Triple H, who doesn't wrestle really anymore. Um, you you bring in people who aren't really full timers, or they haven't been around for a while, or you bring in The Rock, and that's a nostalgia trip. That that is an easy cash in for for eyes and ears to be on the product. But I. And bringing this to Queen's Court's Wrestlemania card. Because I feel that we need a gentle, easy, uh, digestible match to be inserted into the card. Which can be placed before the main events, early in the card, wherever you want to put it, Queen. You put it. Because the Gimmick, Royal, Gimmick Battle Royale is great. Let's just... Call it what it is. Let's call it a nostalgic trip, Royal Rumble, Royale, whatever you want to call it. And let's have some fun with it. Let's have the nostalgia without taking away a spot on the card that should be for someone younger or somebody who has earned that spot. And there are a lot of great matches that Queen has had uh, submitted to her uh, with this uh, really cool concept. But I'm giving a little different uh, flavor to the dish. And this is my gimmick battle royale from WrestleMania 17. And it was really cool. You got to see Doink the Clown, uh, Tugboat the Goon, Earthquake, Gobbledygooker, Brother Love, Michael Hayes, Kamala, Jim Cornette, Repo Man, Sgt. Slaughter. And of course it was won by the Iron Sheik. Uh, This match doesn't mean anything on the night, but what it does mean is that we get to see our heroes one last time in a fun battle royale that doesn't harm anybody, and that's why I've gone with WrestleMania 17's Battle Royal.
2: An excellent choice, Wilf. Really great. You've tugged at my heartstrings because entrances are some of my favorite parts of wrestling and especially at mania it's something that i look forward to almost more than the matches themselves i know that sounds utterly ridiculous giving how much given rather how much i love wrestling but you know what i don't care the entrances i just love it and then nostalgia pops and the fun that this match was and yeah it was only three minutes but you know what who cares it was great you bring up such valid points my friend and what a great match to throw in Right in the middle of the best WrestleMania card of all time. Up next, my three good friends across the pond, Wrestle Thoughts Podcast.
3: Hi, it's the guy from Wrestle Thoughts Podcast, Jamie Kurt, Callum. We're here to answer a question for the Queen on the Queen's Court. What is your greatest WrestleMania match ever? Callum, we'll start off with you. For me, it has to be
7: Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. That was an incredible match. I've never been so invested in a match in my life. Uh, From start to finish, with Shawn Michaels coming down from the heavens, The Undertaker ascending from hell. Oh, so good. I get goosebumps thinking about that match. Great finish as well. It It was false finishes, false finishes, emotion all the way through. I had no idea who was going to win. It's one of the only times where I thought, right, the streak's ending tonight. I was convinced Shawn Michaels was ending the streak. I was wrong, but I wasn't disappointed. Greatest WrestleMania of all, Mania match of all time for me.
3: Oh, fantastic. Jamie, what about yeah, you? I was torn between that one, but I've gone with Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, WrestleMania 3. Uh, people talk about that event for Hogan Andre. For me, Savage Steamboat stole the show. False finishes, the in-ring work, the chemistry, the psychology. Steamboat is one of the greatest... Again, we talked about Shawn Michaels' Steamboat is one of the greatest sellers. He makes an arm bar look like he's having his arm ripped off. Um, and for it to, all of that and it finishing a, in a roll-up, it was, to me, everything. that To me, that is the best WrestleMania match I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Um, for me, there was probably three that I was torn between. One I'll acknowledge would have been, like, let's not get his personal stuff in this, but... Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Chris Benoit. That triple threat is arguably one of the best triple threat matches there's ever been. Rock and Austin, Limp Bizkit, hyping it up. Absolutely fantastic. But for me, I think I have to go with Icon vs. Icon, Rock vs. Hogan. Yes, it's not the best technical match. But for me as a kid, when I was growing up and watching that, it was Hulk Hogan was like my first favourite wrestler. The Rock was then my second favourite wrestler. And to see those two words collide, I was excited. I couldn't believe it. The atmosphere was absolutely electric. And I think that was the biggest match of all time. I think it was bigger than Rock versus Cena. I think that was the biggest WrestleMania match it could have ever been. Because it was two absolute icons. And again, I could watch that match all the time. Just because of the electricity in the crowd. And just the passion. I'll never forget... The Rock coming down, and on about Hogan, headlining Wrestlemania after Wrestlemania after Wrestlemania how about you headline one more Wrestlemania with The Rock, and it wasn't the main event, Jericho and Triple H was but Jericho didn't want that to happen, he mentioned it, because that was a true main event, and for me that was probably my favourite Wrestlemania match Great picks, great question from the Queen,
7: if you want to hear more from us, you can see us, and sorry, hear us, on April 7th on the Brainbuster Network, thank you
2: wow guys wow these matches i can't it's so good and yes rock hogan that gets two votes so it's definitely going on this card but Shawn michaels versus the undertaker where Shawn michaels come down from the heavens please lord if i could have any entrances like that again i would just love it that's like my favorite entrance i think in mania history And Steamboat versus Savage, WrestleMania 3. We're taking it old school, Jamie. Okay. I think you're right. Everybody talks about Andre, but Andre Hogan. But this match, yes, the false finishes, the way that they are. Those two, some of the best of all time. So these matches, boys. Woo! I'm loving this WrestleMania card so far. And now it's time for the co main events. All quality matches here. We know every single match on the best WrestleMania card of all time that we are booking here on BrainBuster Radio are all main events and could be main events easily, no questions. But I had to pick, besides my own, the one match out of all of these choices that would co main event. Easy choice for me. After hearing this explanation and you'll see why. The King of Fantasy Booking, Omega Luke.
7: Hey everyone, my name is Omega Luke, the King of Fantasy Booking. And the WrestleMania match that I have decided to choose to create, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, has to be The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania 15 in 1999. It's the first WrestleMania I remember as a young child or beta Luke as I was known back then. And quite simply, I was so excited to see the most electrifying man in sports entertainment go one-on-one for the WWF Championship with the beer-drinking, stone-cold stunnering Steve Austin. The hype for this match was huge and I know they have faced three times at Mania, but this one for me was just the best. Even though The Rock didn't win, which made a six-year-old Beta Luke cry looking back on it, the whole company was cemented as the Monday Night Wars winner because of these two legends. So if you're thinking about an all-time WrestleMania card, surely The Rock vs. Stone Cold, two of the biggest names of all time, at the peak of wrestling popularity, facing off at the biggest stage of them all, has to be included. And if I had my way, it would main event the all-time best WrestleMania card. So that is my pick for the first ever episode of The Queen's Court. Thank you to Queen for letting me be involved and for being absolutely fabulous. And to all you Brain Buster fans out there, you may recognize my beautiful British voice gracing your ears every Monday right here on Brainbuster Buster Radio, where you can find more fantasy booking episodes as well as some interesting topics and occasionally an interview or two from the world of wrestling. So, make sure to subscribe to Brainbuster Radio and Omega Luke Wrestling on YouTube if you just can't get enough. And remember to keep your friends close, but keep Omega Luke, the Queen, and Brainbuster Radio even closer.
2: Now, do you understand why this man's pick is co main eventing with the Queen? All right, for those of you who know me from the discords I'm in, or my tweets and <laughs> my Twitterverse presence. And if you're new, hi, how are you? My name is Queen and Stone Cold Steve Austin is my favorite wrestler of all time. Sorry Finn Balor, I love you so much. Okay, listen, and also sorry Kenny Omega. Let me just throw that in there. All right, so Stone Cold versus The Rock 1999. Queenie was 13 years old in 8th grade. Hey-o. <laughs> and this match was one of my favorites of all time. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment. The badass f you up Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Oh man, it doesn't get any better than that. Luke said it all for me, so I don't even have to say anything else. So before I give my last... Main event match, co main event match. Let's recap, okay? Let's recap the best WrestleMania card of all time, BBR Mania. We're booking it for you. Here we go. We had Foul Original with the hardcore Triple Threat match, JPQ rebooking Molina versus Ashley. We had Mags with Hogan versus The Rock. We had Josh and Kevin, Undertaker, Triple H, Hell in a Cell. Trish versus Mickey. We had Wilf with the gimmick Battle Royal. We had Wrestling Thoughts Podcast, Sean versus The Undertaker, Steamboat vs. Savage, and the double booking of Rock vs. Hogan. I mean, let's just do it again. I love it. And lastly, the co-main event, Rock versus Stone Cold, Wrestlemania 99. Here we are. We've come time now. We've reached the pinnacle people. It's The co-main event, the last match of WrestleMania, brought to you by the Queen. I bet you're all wondering, Queenie, with all these amazing matches that your boys have already put out here, what are you going to choose? I mean, right, what's left? Don't worry, I got a ringer for you. So, as you're getting to know me, Queen's courtiers, you're going to know that I love, and I mean love, tag team wrestling and I don't think tag team wrestling gets enough credit and there's a reason okay a huge reason why your queen is obsessed with and loves tag teams and that's because of the era in which I grew up watching wrestling had three of the best tag teams of all time in my opinion So my match to close WrestleMania, that's right, to close WrestleMania is going to be a triple threat TLC tag team match from WrestleMania 17, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the tag team champions, the Dudley Boys. Okay, people, it does not get better than this match for me. And I think, and I'm hoping, a lot of people agree with this idea, this match. It gave the extra feels, okay? Not only was it a TLC match, which back in this day with these three are what made TLCs TLCs, but it had this awesome extra involvement. You know, you had Spike Dudley, of course, interfering on behalf of the Dudley boys. You had Rhino interfering for Edge and Christian. And finally, Lita for the Hardy Boys. Of course, right? Team Extreme. All three of these tag teams contributed and added such different aspects and elements. You know, they weren't all the same type of tag team. And it gave a feel to this match that was not seen, I think, in any of their previous fights. And really, in my opinion, not since in terms of a tag team match on the Mania card. So many major highlights, right? Jeff Hardy's swanton through Rhino and Spike Dudley through those two tables. The spear on Jeff Hardy by Edge off the ladder. I thought they died. My heart was racing. Matt Hardy and Bubba Ray free fall from the ladder through four tables outside of the ring. I mean, the list goes on. It's absolutely crazy. This match we could talk about for hours. And then it ends, of course, you know, with e c getting those titles Oh, man, what a match, what a group of gentlemen they are, what tag teams, and I want tag teams this good all the time in WWE and around the world, which is why I had to go with it to close out the best WrestleMania card of all time, brought to you by BrainBuster Radio. Wow. I feel like we've gone through a slugfest. I'm exhausted, but in the best possible way. What a card. What a card, Brain Busta fam. This is great. I've had so much fun listening to all my Brain Busta brothers and all their choices. Ending with mine. No one picked tag teams except for me. So I couldn't have worked out better. These These choices, so good. And I'm so happy. But... Now we need to move to an interesting part, the most fun part of Queen's Court every single week. That's right, your questions. Queenie is going to answer them all. Well, mostly all. (laughs) I can't answer them all. It would take me a long time. But there are some questions that I have that were given to me via Twitter, via email, or via whichever way you'd like to say it, tomato, tomato. And I'm going to go through that right now. So my friends, it's time for the Queen's Courtier's Voices to be Heard. So as I mentioned, I got a lot of questions. And I'm going to try to answer a few from Twitter and then all of the ones that I got via voicemail. Because it was so nice of all of you guys to take the time to think about something to ask me that you wanted to hear me talk about. So I'm going to start with the ones from Twitter. From chris at black underscore baymax8 he asks which current new japan wrestler could have a great run in nxt slash wwe and in turn which wwe slash nxt wrestler could have a great run in new japan so this was the very first question that i received for queen's court so thank you so much chris for asking this question And I've been thinking on it, you know, I've been thinking, okay, so who in New Japan of all of my favorites over there could have a great run in NXT slash WWE? And my heart wants to say Will Ospreay, but I'm saddened to think about what may happen in terms of booking. But could you imagine him at NXT? Just, oh my God, the matches. I can't even, with Velveteen Dream, I can't. All right, so let's, let's go with that one. Because it's what my heart wants. (laughs) Um, Just because I want to see him more often on my TV and not at 4 a.m. Because I have to get up super early to watch him in the New Japan Cup. In reverse, though, I find this fascinating. Who in WWE slash NXT could have a great run in New Japan? And this gives me a little bit of pause, right? I have to think about this really hard. And what I've come up with is Cesaro. I know. Interesting, right? Can you imagine though? Think about it for one second. I'm just going to say this match then I want you to, to soak it in. Cesaro versus Okada for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I mean, hello? Money. Money in the bank. It would be so, so good. So Chris, thank you so much for your question and now we're moving on to the next one. The next question I received for Queen's Court this week is from someone very special, the newest member of Brainbuster Radio. His show, Everything Pro Wrestling, will be on Saturdays along with the Badlands podcast. So how exciting. Welcome, my friend, and I love this question. He asks, In your opinion, What was the defining moment that finally led a women's revolution in pro wrestling as a whole? What a question. And this is something that I really want to do a full episode of Queen's Court on and have a roundtable discussion about it because I think it's so vitally important. But for me, I think the addition of superstars such as Lita, such as AJ Lee, and Paige, for example, start to change the tone of what women's wrestling looks like in wwe the real you know marked moment would be when stephanie mcmahon announced that we would be calling the women's wrestlers wwe superstars and dropping the diva terminology so i think that could be your actual marker but for me the introduction of the stars that i mentioned who weren't your typical cheerleader playboy playmate bra and panty match type people Something different they offered, looks-wise, personality-wise. They're all beautiful, but in different ways than what was previously showcased. And I think that, for me at least, marks a change in terms of the women's evolution. Thanks so much for that question, friend. JPQ from the No Particular Angle podcast asks our next question, which is, what's one promotion no one is talking about but should be talking about? and why well my friend i know what you want me to say and i'm gonna say it because you're right and i should have listened to you and wolf sooner but i'm just starting on the journey so hashtag watch stardom. additionally i just got introduced to as well wxw over in germany and that is something you all absolutely have to check out so please do so thanks jpq my boy Speezy over at Spees in the Benchmark Show asks me, Kofi Kingston came out of nowhere and reminded everyone how good he is and how long he's been overlooked as a singles wrestler. Amen to that. Who is another wrestler that fans slash creative are overlooking that should be receiving more attention? Hands down, no question, Zack Ryder. Miss Use. He can be excellent. Remember when he won the U.S. title and people lost their mind? And then he lost it shortly after they need to make him main eventing for a title belt again. Just my opinion, thanks so much, Spees. Check out the Spees and Benchmark show.
5: Hello, Queen. This is Mags from the Badlands Podcast, available Saturdays on the Brainbuster Radio. My question for Queen's Call is. What was the inspiration for you to get into podcasting?
2: What an awesome question, Mags. Thank you so much for sending me this. My brain busted brother. All right. So the inspiration for me getting into podcasting, um, you know, without giving too much away, because this may be a future episode, but I will say that I never quite saw myself doing something like this in the realm of wrestling, right? So in my professional life, I thought there might be an avenue for me to be able to bring my knowledge and expertise in what I do into a podcast format. But I never thought in a million years, you know, it would be wrestling. But because I love it so much and I dove in feet first at Rumble season, I I just put my feet to the fire. And, you know, DYWTSB hit me up and said, hey, you know, we really like your... Twitter rants when you live tweet and during takeover and during the shows on Rumble Weekend, you know, would you be interested in coming on our show? And here we are. <laughs> here we are today. Uh, it kind of took off and I met so many great people, including you and including Wilf. And Wilf saw something in me and I guessed it on his show. And then I was on JBQ's show. And, you know, the rest is history. More on that in a future episode of Queen's Court. But thank you so much, Mags.
3: Hello everybody, WrestleFort Podcasts. Kate Johansson here, and I've got a question for the Queen. But first of all, big shout out to all the Queen courtiers for tuning in to Queen's Court. So my question for the Queen is, with AEW's stacked women's roster, who do you think will be the first women's champion? And a second question, Evolution, are WWE going to do a second one? If they do and it was to be held two or three months after WrestleMania, what two matches would you want to build that show around? Make sure you check out WrestleForts Podcast at WTPodUK on Twitter, and thanks for listening to Queen's Court.
2: Kurt, buddy, these questions, okay, so good. So let's start with the AEW's women's roster. So here's my first initial thought on that, okay? There's going to be more signings, I think. Right. We know that they're coming down the pike with more people as we build to Double or Nothing. And even I think beyond Double or Nothing. Right. Because there might be some people they have their eye on that have to, you know, wait their contracts out kind of thing, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. So they have really cool women, interesting women, fun women, different women. And I'm kind of wondering where they're going to go myself. I think a good choice would be Britt Baker. But I could also make a case for Kylie Ray. I think she's really good. But I think we could have an interesting first champion in B. Presley. And I'll leave it there. The next question you asked me is if they're going to have an Evolution 2, which I think they're going to... What two matches would I want to build that show around? Woof. Okay. So the first one is obvious to me. It's Nikki Cross versus Asuka for a title belt. Those two have a lot to offer in so many different ways. They're different. They're both crazy, but I'm hoping, okay, that with their quirky personalities and with their different set of characters, we actually get evil Asuka and a more baby face type Nikki. Can you imagine Asuka with a clown face paint? I can't even handle it. Going against Nikki Cross, who's also unhinged in her own way. It's spectacular. If you've seen those two fight in the last man, well, not man, last woman standing match (laughs) in NXT, it was fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So that's one. And I think the second one I would like to focus around would be the Shayna Baszler-Ronda Rousey match we've been waiting for and clamoring for. But you have to keep Shayna as heel, which I think it would be the only issue here. But if Ronda does leave as she is hinting at leaving for her break for a little while to focus on her family, then her coming back more as a face would make sense. And I'd love to see those two tear it up at Evolution 2. Thanks, pal.
0: Hello, Queen. I wasn't going to miss this opportunity to send in a question to you. This is, of course, Josh from Wrestling Reverb. My question to you is one that I want to get more insight from you on. I know what um, I kind of have my view on this, but my question to you is the Bella Twins have had a very long tenure in WWE, Nikki and Brie as the Bella Twins. Do you think that one day they will be put into the WWE Hall of Fame? And what is your take on what they bring to the Hall of Fame? Are they Hall of Fame worthy? Um, And I just want to say, I I bless you with all my love and all my support. I know that Queen's Court is going to be some of the best, best podcasting on the internet. So I'm so excited to hear the first episode. Sending my love. Thank you. Bye.
2: Oh, my buddy, that was so nice and what a great way to round out and end Queen's Courtier's questions then with that lovely note. I thank you so much and I send that love right back to you. And this question is one I have pontificated on before. You know, I think they're ultimately going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Do I think that they necessarily deserve it? You know, I can't say that they don't but I can't necessarily say that they do either. They've had, you know, championships and and whatever as, as a tag team, but I think you can't put one in without the other. Brie on her own, I don't think so. Uh, Nikki, of course, was the longest reigning Divas champion of all time, so there's that. And there's no doubt the impact they both had as a tag team, as twins, as sisters, on WWE's women's roster. So ultimately, yeah, I think they're going to go. And, you know, I'm not going to really be crazy about it because I'm not crazy about them, but I'm not going to hate on it either. Thanks so much. Well, you guys, that ends the Queen's Courtier's Questions segment and brings us to the close of the very first episode of Queen's Court. But we cannot leave without our final segment, our final little send-off, which is the jester and crown of the week. Yes, that's right. The jester and crown of the week. Court's always had a jester. We do love to laugh. But in this segment, it's going to be about something in wrestling anywhere. Matches, promotions, wrestling, Twitter, anything really I want. That needs to be called out for its bad behavior. And the crown of the week. The queen's crown. The greatest achievement in wrestling during this week that I feel needs a highlight. So we're going to start with the bad and move towards the good. Let's start with the jester. Yes, Boo is right. So my jester of the week is going to go to... Vince McMahon... For this terrible swerve that we continue to get with Kofi Kingston. And while I am invested in this match, sir, I did not want you to come back out and make Daniel Bryan face him as one more thing Kofi has to get done. We have two more weeks until Mania. Knock it off. And now the crown of the week. Queen's crown. Yes, queen. Yes, that's right. Queen's crown is going to all of the wonderful people who have helped make Queen's Court possible. You've heard how many questions I've got earlier in this episode. You've heard all the wonderful voices over at Brain Buster Radio. You guys, the fact that this is happening is due to one person, and that is Wolf from Wolford Watches. I talked about it on the episode I was on called The Queen is Here on Wrestling Reverb with my friends Josh and Kevin about how influential and humbling and amazing Wolf's presence is in our lives I would not be here if Wolf didn't approach me and say hey I believe in you you've got a voice I like what you have to say in your perspective would you be interested in joining Brainbuster Radio with your own show so thanks pal you get the first crown of the week specifically and the bigger crown goes to all of these wonderful folks at Brainbuster Radio, the wrestling community. My friends, you guys, Queen's Court is possible because of you. Oh god, this is a much longer episode than I had intended, but that's okay because you guys, this is the premiere episode of Queen's Court. Yay! We did it. We made it. I'm so excited. It's it's here. It's happening. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I have the butterflies. I just hope you love what I have for you here on Queens Court on Brain Busta Radio every Wednesday. Sharing that day with my friend, the Queen and Pup Connection. Big Paws and a Pup JPQ with the No Particular Angle podcast. Subscribe to Brain Busta Radio, you guys. Every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way to Sunday, there is a different voice, a different podcast, something fresh, something new, just for you. We at Brainbuster Radio want to be your one-stop shop. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and of course on Twitter. You can find me, the Queen of N E, hopefully your new favorite voice in the wrestling podcast world, on Twitter. At the Queen of NE on Instagram at X the Queen of NE and via email if you want to send me those questions, I will post on Twitter when I'm looking for them and I hope that you send me them at X the Queen of N-E at gmail.com. So from me to you, please enjoy the rest of this mania week as we build towards the biggest week. In wrestling, and especially that weekend, there are so many things to see, to watch, to be a part of Mania Weekend, not just WWE. In fact, your girl is going to the G1 Supercard, and I can't wait. MSG, it's going to blow the roof off the joint, and I can't wait to be there with so many of my wrestling friends I know that are attending. Cannot wait. You know the second episode of Queen's Court is going to be all about Mania Weekend, specifically my experience at the GM1 as my first New Japan pro wrestling extravaganza experience and, of course, Ring of Honor as well. But, hey, I'm really excited about New Japan. What can I say? I love them. I hope you enjoyed this first episode of Queen's Court, and I really hope that you return. I have special things planned I got some roundtables on the docket. I got some deep discussions on the the books and some insight from me about hot topics in wrestling, a couple of shows. I really want you to be involved as my queen's courtiers. Be sure to let me know what you want to hear on this show. It's all about y'all. So I need you to tell me what it is that you want, what you want to hear from me, what you want to experience here, on Queen's Court. So I'm hoping that whatever it is that you're doing, you're getting excited. You're listening to these wonderful podcasts here on Brainbuster Radio to psych you up, to get you get your gears going, you know, as we move towards the biggest weekend in wrestling. So from me, your girl, the Queen of NE, I'm wishing you a good one and please Be kind to one another. See you next time.